Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right. We're talking about episode two of season three of Hannibal on Dish by Dish. Greetings and salutations, internet. It's your old Patrick Hamilton. Coming to you once again from the beautiful city walls of Florence. This is the Dish by Dish, a Hannibal rewatch project, a, a side gig here for us at Kill by Kill in between our main feed episodes where we, we talk about an episode of Hannibal we just rewatched. Uh, we're talking about episode two, Primavera, which is a pasta dish made with lightly sauteed spring vegetables. And of course, there's only one person I trust to find those vegetables to saute, the one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing, Gina? I love a good veggie. I know, especially, you know, if you do it right. Okay, my favorite way of veggies really is oven roasting. I like the roast approach to it, but a good saute is probably second. Yeah, other than like boiling the color out of them, there's no good, there's no bad way to prepare like broccoli, for instance. I think I've meant... I think I've mentioned this on the show before. That that is the boiling the color out of them was my mom's Mine too. of cooking vegetables. Mine I too. I didn't have a decently cooked vegetable until I was like 20 years old. <laughs> In the last Dish by Dish, we talked about asparagus at length because- what else are we going to talk about on, on Dish by Dish? But I still throw up in my mouth a little bit when I eat asparagus, primarily due to how my mother prepared asparagus. It's just like just this limp penis of asparagus. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and not even limp like in nine and a half weeks where it's still kind of sexy. I mean, gross. <laughs> it's a... Uh, that movie's hard to take for a lot of reasons. Mostly um, because I just don't buy that anybody has a jello bowl ready to eat in the refrigerator. She has a lot of home cooked food in her own refrigerator. For like for living for, okay, and for living 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 by herself, which it, just has like a jello city? bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a weird one. Uh so we're talking about episode two here today. Uh last episode it was very heavy to the exclusion of almost everyone else, Hannibal and Bedelia. Uh, now we're headed over to the to the other half of the murder husbands, uh, Will Graham, to see what has happened in his life, both as he was almost killed and after. Um, and this has got to be one of the bloodiest sequences ever broadcast on network TV. I think the only thing that even comes close to it is Dan Aykroyd's Julia Child's <laughs> SNL sketch where he severs an artery in his hand and just sprays blood everywhere for two full minutes. Like that is almost to this level. Yeah. Yeah. You And if they don't have you, know, as if like all everybody's various stab wounds and slash wounds don't produce enough blood, you basically get like the Overlook Hotel blood elevator opening up. Yeah. <laughs> Where the, the carcass of, of the horny guy uh, just becomes a, a shining level bloodbath. And for the second episode of, in a row, we some, see someone drowning. Now, it, in Bedelia's case, it was bathwater, but in Will's case, it is blood. Will it keep up in episode three? I don't know. We'll have to see and find out. I do love that. It, we are skipping ahead a little bit, but I didn't want to forget to mention how you know, very much a, a, uh, an homage to the shining that scene is mm-hmm. because you've got like, you know, the, the room filling with blood and then you've got the very like 
you know, Wendy Carlos has score playing. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, it's felt like, okay, up oh, that, you know, I've seen that movie. Yes. <laughs> well, he's not above a movie reference. I mean, in the last episode, he pulled it just before dawning. So, uh, this this is maybe a, a tad more highbrow, but it's not the first shining reference the show has made, and it won't be the last. I forgot because I have not watched this since the original broadcast. I forgot that Abigail resurfaces in this particular episode, and I initially wrote down, "Are you telling me she's still alive and not in handcuffs?" <laughs> before I mentally caught up to this has happened before, dummy. Like she lives in his head. You, you forgot you forgot that she you know, appears in one more episode. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I, is, she, is, a lot. is it the same actress? Because it does not look like the same actress. It is the same actress. She does appear to be wearing a very different wig, whereas okay. her, it was her hair previous to this. Whereas now it is sitting on top of her hair. So there's there's a a, a, a fair amount of distance between her actual scalp and the hair that we're seeing. Yeah, you get that when she when she appears in the in Will's hospital room, she's fine. She's got a little little patch, little bandage yeah. on her on her neck. Even though, it's oopsie doodle. Even though her neck was slat, her neck her throat was slashed from ear to ear. Yeah, and, and you you kind of know that there's some bullshit happening when she basically tells Will, "Oh, he's a surgeon. He knew where to cut so he wouldn't die." <laughs> <laughs> Like, Certainly looked like you were dying when blood was pumping out through his fucking hands. So. Yeah, I'm like, mm, mm. okay, I, I okay. think that I think this is not really happening. Yeah, um, and he's like, do you still want to like go away with Hannibal and us to be a murder family? And she's kind of like, yeah, I thought it sounded like a cool plan to me. And then straight out of Lifetime, eight months later <laughs> um i have not been to the norman chapel in palermo italy i've never made it as far south as palermo uh i've been a little north and i've been to some of the hot spots in the middle but not palermo unless i'm getting palermo's uh location wrong but i have not been to palermo so i don't know where the fuck it is other than the fact that it's in italy but it looks like a lovely church um And of course, inside of the Norman church is uh, this gigantic heart made out of a dead carcass of a human body, Stacking Hearts, the new game from Whamco. Um, And again, I have to ask you, Hannibal has traveled via train with an entire fucking body in a suitcase. And now we learn three fucking swords unless he picked up the swords in town at the local sword mart i I feel like he would know like the best antique shops you know he's looking up on yelp (laughs) although 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 i guess if he's in italy it'll be la yelp (laughs) yelpa yelpa Um, (laughs) i yelpa the 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 the, the spaghetti store huh (laughs) What, what other kind of just hateful stereotypes can i just <laughs> rip off the my mario mario level fucking italian accent <laughs> my apologies to all the wonderful people I, i'm Italy. sitting here making the capiche gesture <laughs> right now <laughs> um so yeah we we find that that will has shown up there in advance because he had a conversation with 
uh, Hannibal, I believe in season two is where he says that he has a mind palace where he can just go to where all these wonderful locations he's been to in his life, he can recreate there. And so he's like, aha, I'll, I'll just go to this place and just hang out until he shows up. And wouldn't you know it, like a day or two later, there's a giant fucking heart on top of, of three swords. Um, We're going to go inside baseball. Generally, I don't talk about future projects, but um, by the time this hits, it, this has already been announced in the trades, but ABC is going to have a game show called The Final Straw. And the whole point of the game show is it's basically a giant kind of Jenga-like tower of things, not blocks, but actual things. So we had to write up all of these special shoot ideas and social media ideas for it. And all I could think of is none of those things involve a human carcass that's all folded up into a heart on top of three swords. That's very difficult to win that Jenga game. Well, then I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but you, Gina, we made a deal. Whenever I work on a TV show, you have to fucking watch it. All right, I'll put it on, but I'll leave the room. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, counts, not, I, I'm, I'm not watching a game show unless it involves a, a human origami <laughs> um, and it is here at the human origami reveal that we meet inspector Ronaldo Pazzi um, and, and if, if you, you were read, thinking if, is he, if, you, if you read the book you know that things will not end well for him no mm -mm, no to say that he's hung by his own petard is only half true um, he if you're thinking, is he going to be different than other Hannibal characters? You're half right. He whispers just like everyone else on the show, only with an Italian accent. I was going to say, I was going to say, yes, he has an accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, it appears that Will has shown up in town just as Hannibal has publicly displayed his first victim. So again, his luck always coming up aces. Um, and Posse here. Um, and I don't remember this from Hannibal in particular. Maybe it is there because um, he believes that uh, whoever did this was also a killer that he had hunted 20 years previous called El Monstro of F Florence. Which is now, actually a real, that's a real, that's a real like bird, serial killer yes, case. Yes. Uh, El Monstro uh, de Frese. Uh, was a serial killer who struck uh, basically around the city, in the quieter areas around the city, not in the actual city. Uh, he killed up to 14 people that we know of from 1974 to 1985. He operated a lot like Son of Sam. So he, he kind of did that thing where you kill a couple people in a car who were making out <laughs> on the outskirts of town. Uh, but he would go the extra mile to then drag the woman out and completely mutilate them. Uh, one of his first victims, they noted over a hundred stab wounds. Um, he just would go kill crazy. So um, just to put this in context of uh, how grounded Ponzi is in this version of the event, the main detective in the real life case became convinced that these murders were not the work of a single person, but a satanic cult. Cause that's what a, that's what Italian cops do in major cases. They come up with the most asinine fucking theory possible and just build all their evidence around this to the point where 
when it was investigated by an author and a local journalist, he ended up harassing them and trying to jail them for the murders for investigating it. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, one of the authors in there is the guy who wrote Relic, uh, the giant monster in the New York Museum movie. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I have seen that movie. <laughs> like, did you? Because it's very dark. It's hard to see that movie. I mean, I, I put it on a television and, and <laughs> I was in the room when it was on. Yeah. Uh, I could not tell you anything that I think I remember about it. I'm like, wait, no, that was Mimic. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to. Uh, Ollie asked about the differences between Relic and mimic like somehow he heard about mimic he's like what's mimic about it's like bugs who look like humans to lure humans into a giant tunnel but it's not midnight meat train that's different insects oh no mimics mimics fucking horrifying i mean it's it's not it's probably my least favorite del toro movie Mm -hmm. but i mean it's i mean if you're looking for just a straight gross out movie that that's your you know that that that, that's that's the ticket yes very much so uh despite the fact it was fucked with endlessly by that pair whose name shall not be mentioned well yes um so posi decides to use will for his own ends here uh he's he's gonna he's gonna pull an fbi he's gonna get him to the to the crime scene, give them a bunch of photos and go self hypnotize yourself. Do you, do you, do your thing, baby. Do you, do your crazy. eye thing. womp, 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 which we don't get this time. That, that seems to have gone away. Um, but he casts his mind back and has a monologue in front of this giant human sized fucking heart. We learned that the, Anthony's, although he doesn't know it's Anthony, his head, uh, his lower arms and lower legs have been severed in order to fold him in this direction. And also all of his bones have been pulverized. Yeah, well, you know, you got it's, it's we, we talked in the last episode about packing a suitcase, you know, you have to yeah. you have to to prepare, you have to make room, you have to, you know, size down, you have to, you know, economize. <laughs> Do you think he had a shoulder strap on that suitcase or is he just lugging it with one arm? Because that's Anthony was a tall guy. He was taller than Hannibal. So do you think he, do you think he had like a little, a little knitted sock to like, you know, attach the suitcase to market as his. <laughs> what, what's on the little marker tag? Like, yeah. Like mine is a little blue plastic thing that says I'm a mess on the inside. Like what is Hannibal's, uh, Little exactly. tag. What, what ribbon, decorative ribbon, does he tie to it? Exactly. You know, he's got a little little, little Mickey Mouse head or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is Doctor Fell Florence. Just asked for me. Everyone knows I'm here. Yeah. Um, I, I can only imagine a porter is like, let me help you with that, and lugging <laughs> like, it up. Like, what the fuck did you pack in here? Like, what is your excuse? For a suitcase that weighs as much as a human being minus a head and some extended limbs. Why is this dripping? <laughs> Does he is he packaging him in plastic beforehand, I guess? Is what how do you how do you pack a human body in a suitcase? 
Please, well, you know, you could, he might have also have like a, a industrial size, like you know those uh, air compressor thing where you where you, you you store food and it like sucks oh, the air out of it. Sure, <laughs> where you use your shop vac to suck the air out of exactly. Yeah. And we're back now. We're now we're back to packing suitcases again. Cause, we're cause, back to packing suitcases because you know you could you put like, you could put like you know sixteen shirts into into one of these things. And then you know, put the put the vacuum cleaner on. It's like the size of a padded envelope afterwards. <laughs> um, my my next food story of Florence, just because <laughs> the rest of the episode is basically almost entirely inside of Will's head, and then it goes into a basement. Um, but the we went across the bridge uh, to a local wine shop. We we were there off season. Um, and uh, this guy was so enthralled that he had two Americans. And I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. Because his daughter, his eldest daughter, had been accepted to UCLA and had gone to UCLA. So he's like, oh, my God, two people from Los Angeles. My daughter's going to UCLA like on the other side of town. But he was so thrilled with it that he kept, We were, it was supposed to be a six- uh, taster, you know, wine thing. He ended up giving us each 14 glasses of wine. Oh my God. And I'm not talking sample size. I'm talking full fucking glasses of wine. By the time I hit glass nine, it was no longer wine. It was liquid. (laughs) It, It was red liquid. And I just, when else was I going to do this? And I just kept drinking and we were so very drunk by the time we left there. And this is before we had a, a cell phone that a could operate in, in Europe and B had a map on it or any of that shit. We just kind of had to go with the map I had in my pocket. Now (laughs) this is when we get to the point where Becky has reached a level of drunk where she no longer trusts me. (laughs) It is rare. This is, it is very rarely happened, but she can reach a level of drunk that she's like, I don't know that you know what you're talking about. I don't trust you. One time uh, she was, she had gotten very drunk and I had not. And she's like, please go get me Taco Bell. Uh, Cause I need grease in my stomach. I'm like, absolutely. I went out I got her Taco Bell. I think we were in Kansas city and <laughs> I bring it back to her. She's like, why don't you like your Taco Bell? What, <laughs> and, what did and you like, put in this? What did you put in it? Like she doesn't, yeah. it was a whole thing. And it's just at a very specific level of drunk. Now here it was, I don't trust you to get us back to our hotel. But luckily where the bridge let off, when you walked through the next palazzo was right back to um, one of the, the 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 Basilica of Santa Maria Novella from that we talked about in episode one, where I'd had that excellent tripe sandwich. So I'm like, I had the tripe sandwich right here. We just go up over here and then left and then right and then went up the main thoroughfare, you know, and then we're right at our hotel. And we didn't get there. But the entire time she's like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> we're lost just ask somebody so i'm like okay 
I asked somebody, he's like, yeah, you go up there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, uh, confirmed. And she didn't like that at all. It's like, can you tell her I'm right, please? <laughs> well, at this, like, I, I don't, we're in a strange city we've only been in for a day and a half. It's not like I've got this joint memorized, but I at least knew where we had been. So if I hit the places where we had been, I knew I could get us back to the thoroughfare, which if you kept walking, we'd, our hotel would inevitably be on the right. So... Before we move on to uh, a lot of Will uh, talking to uh, to what's her face, um, mm-hmm. I do think the the scene in which the uh, the human heart essentially unfolds itself uh-huh. and and you know, develops antlers because you were, we're not we're not we're not getting away without any ant- without any antler imagery this Ooh, season. Horny guy's got to be there. That's yeah. a part of the show. It's probably one of the most horrifying things. I've seen yes. on this show so far, and I've seen a lot of horrifying things on this show. Yes, it is really gross. It is really, really disturbing. And the fact that it just, it's so thin, <laughs> like, you don't, like, you realize that he had to carve a lot away, that it's pared down, right? That it's like a deer carcass. Ooh, God. It, it's so gross, man. It's so gross. It really is. Um, and I love that for it. Um, did you see, antler? did you end up seeing antlers? I did. Yeah. This is the, this is the closest to antlers. This reminded, when I saw antlers, I'm like, where have I seen something like this before? Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see what, yeah, I could see that. I, I, I would agree with that. They're not the same. They're kissing cousins, that sort of deal. You know, they're, they're obviously all coming from some sort of source, but Yes. And the way it happens and the way it stocks and the way it backs up and the way he silently cries, like all of it is like this shit, this dude is haunted. <laughs> He's haunted literally uh, by a lot of this. And you have to wonder why he's getting back in the game. Cause it's all he knows how to do. That's true. I mean, what's he going no, to do? Get a job and go to a nice quiet bookstore. <laughs> Exactly. He's gonna lose customers. He just stand there like y'all just be sweating and shaking constantly. <laughs> he does know how to fix boat motors. Uh, he's, he's 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 good with dogs. Yes, yes. So it, dog sitter would be a perfectly understandable job for him if that's the way he wanted to go. But he's decided to go to Italy and uh, get back into the find and Hannibal business, even though it almost killed him last time. And as such. Uh, this cop, this Italian inspector is like, listen, every time you show up, dead bodies arrive and you were almost jailed for the rest of your life because of it. Maybe this isn't, maybe you should stop doing this. And he's like, maybe you should stop doing this. You're going to end up dead. Uh, And they decide to go, go down to the catacombs and this is where we have a lot of hide and go seek of trying to find Hannibal uh, all for eventually the big moment where Will says, I forgive you, which fuck. Really? Really? <laughs> I love the, I love the lighting in the scene mm-hmm. where it looks like he's got like little, little devil wings popping out of, out of his back. Mm-hmm. These two little, two little, two little red things of light behind him. Mm-hmm. No, it, just, it's it's very, 
well directed. Um, the, the first three episodes of this were all directed by Vincenzo Natali, uh, who you might know from things like Splice. Um, he's a lot of, he had a lot of big movies that didn't quite go, but he is a very moody director and he adds an, an insane amount of atmosphere to every second of all the episodes he directs on Hannibal. He, he's great at it. And he directed the season finale of uh, season two. He, he likes, he likes the blood. He likes the he blood. Does. He doesn't shy away from it. And NB, NBC can't say shit about it. So it's just a blood tankular all over the place. And of course we learn over the course of this confrontation that Abigail is once again, not alive this time, not a fake out. She's really dead. Uh, and Will is heartbroken all over again. Yeah. His, uh, his reaction about her is very interesting. It's a little bit, a little bit fatherly, mm-hmm. but, but it's a little bit romantically too. Uh, you yeah. know, the, the way that they kind of, you know, interact with each other. It's like, you know, he's you know, kind of letting go of a lost love. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. It really is. I mean, I think at this point, everyone has a semi-sexual attraction to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could kind of skate by on the fact that, that it's not entirely clear. I don't think how old Ab- Abigail is. Yeah. But she at the, I mean, this is happening, I guess time moves weirdly in this show. So let's say it's at the, at the end of season two, it's a couple years after. So she's like, um, she's like 19 or 20, let's say for for argument's sake, but right. But But when she was helping her dad, again, she should be in cuffs when she was helping her dad lure college age women she was like, hey, I'm going to that college. T- I'm going on a college tour with my dad. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Maybe she's 20 when she finally bites it. Was she down in the basement of Hannibal's place? I, I don't know. I, I don't know where he was keeping her hidden all this time. <laughs> we'll probably never learn. But, but, but not- you know, as, we, as we see with, with you know, Miriam Lass, he loves nothing more than hiding ladies. He does, but that's a very crowded basement at this point. I guess he moves into Miriam's room because th- at that point it would, may- maybe it wouldn't be vacant. But he, and Abel's down there. There's a shit ton of people hanging out in the fucking basement. They're just chatting like, hey, got you too, huh? Yeah, like you can't trust them with the second floor. I, oh, shit. It's, it's a lot of people in one person's basement and he's got all the cold storage and he's got a jail cell. There's a shit ton of stuff down there. Wow. Uh, just not only can Hannibal pack well, but he can pack his own house. Well, he's just, he's just efficient every possible way. Truly. Um, but he does not respond to will about that forgiveness. He kind of like, okay, maybe I don't forgive you back. And uh, wanders away and Will's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> and that's your episode, baby. <laughs> From stem to stern, that's that's what you got. Um, it, it's a, I don't think it's, a, it's definitely not as fun as episode one. No, but- and I, 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 you know, one of the, one of the more heartbreaking moments was the, uh, once it is evident that Abigail's actually dead, uh, we get a sort of you know, interesting, um, 
montage of you know, Will being you know, treated for his wounds and and Abigail basically being prepared by a by a mortician. Yeah, that you know he, he, he's still alive, but is he? And she's still alive, but isn't? It's it's a very interesting sequence. It's very well photographed and very well done. Uh, it's not as wackadoo when it comes to the psychedelia in this particular. No, like I think I think they're go, I think they're going for straight emotion in and right. and and this in this scene. Yeah. Because I think I think uh, I think his feelings for her, whether they are, you know, fatherly or otherwise, I, I think they were as pure as Will is capable for feeling it for anyone, mm-hmm. with without like you know a lot of the you know complications he might have with uh you know having you know whatever attraction he has to to Hannibal. I, mean, I don't I don't think it's it's love in the way that you know, we would think of love is, mm-hmm. and and I don't know that he that he. Uh, uh, he loves, uh, oh my God, I'm losing track of all these. Alana. I don't think, yeah. I, 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 I don't think he loves her so much. He wants to sleep with her. I mean, he may, he may, you know, have warm feelings for her in that regard, but I think that he, you know, he, he, he cares about Abigail and, and, yes. you know, his, you, know, and feels responsible for, 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 for her, you know, now, you know, twice by his estimation death. And, you know, we have that whole taking in strays attitude that he's had. Right. Certainly that's the way they portray it in season one, that he knows that she has a terrible upbringing and that it's very possible she was involved in terrible things. But does that, in fact, make her a terrible person? And he would very much like to prove that she can be better. Um, And so I think to me... I, the, uh, whether or not they just want to sleep with one another is more that they're so fucking attractive. And of course, everyone in the show is so fucking attractive that it just looks like everyone wants to sleep with one another. Yeah. At this point, at this point. Yeah. Everybody is just constantly simmering with sexual attention. (laughs) Very true. Uh, so that just about does it. Um, Josh, I wish we could do choose your own death venture, but no one actually dies. I mean, you see, you see Abigail die again, but yes. technically she was murdered at the end of the, uh, at the end of season, of season two. two. Yeah. And, uh, and really kind of like the same way she was supposed to have bit it before. So what are you going to do? We've talked about her death a lot. And we, the guy who's turned into a heart, we talked about him in the previous episode. It's a weirdly, it, we're still talking about death, but there's no actual death. So uh, that just about does it. Josh Hollis does our artwork and uh, Revenge Body does all of our music. You can go to bandcamp.com and and enter Revenge Body and find all of our main feed tunes and remixes. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about movies and television at the spool.net. By the time this goes up, I will have reviewed the Hulu miniseries Candy and uh, Pistol, which is apparently a, a, a miniseries about the creation of the Sex Pistols. Oh. Uh, very, very timely, okay. 40, year, 40 years later. <laughs> well, and there, I wish there was like a documentary about the Sex Pistols, but I, I fear there's only been 15 of them. <laughs> all directed by the same guy. 
Um, that being said, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what's happening next week, but something fun. It'll be a main feed app. Uh, and of course on our Patreon, uh, this month was a, uh, a listener choice, uh, for a mid month episode. And of course at the end here, uh, of, of May, uh, we'll have our Halloween resurrection, uh, commentary. So you have all that Kung Fu red wine action to look forward to the nascent internet. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Although, uh, HDO moves so fast. That wasn't really the worst. It, it's just a weird movie. I never thought I would look forward to watching the Rob Zombie Halloweens, but I'm apparently now I'm looking forward to watching the Rob Zombie Halloweens. They, cause they, cause they need, we really need some rubby juice injected into the <laughs> franchise at this point. We really need to sleaze it up. Uh, and you're going to get it, baby. It's a whole bucket full of sleaze. June and July are sleaze-tacular. Uh, so that just about does it uh, for us. Don't worry, folks. The body count and dinner will continue for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.